You are listening to Grit and Grace, where I'm sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you and bringing stories to you of the most amazing women that are crushing it in business and in life. My name is Tomberly, and I'm a social impact entrepreneur, where I help businesses grow their community impact and their bottom line through their partnerships with nonprofit organizations. I'm also the founder of Tomberly's Tribe, a brand new group of female experts that, from all different fields, are helping women grow to their highest level of potential. Join us on this journey by downloading the Himalaya app, which is free, and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all of the new shows that are coming out. Welcome to my show. It is hard being a leader in the best of times. Right now, with so much uncertainty ahead of us, it is even harder to be a leader. But there's good news. Driven and stellar women just like you are coming together to hone their skills and act as sounding boards for each other. They are becoming more effective influencers in their roles. My friend and colleague, Julie Holunga, started and co-facilitates the Women's Catalyst Network, a leadership development program for women just like you. She has another cohort about to start on May 13th and is looking for a few key players to join her. They meet once a month for two hours. And listen, I know you can spare just 1% of your time over the course of the month to elevate your career or your business. Visit womenscatalystnetwork.com. That's womenscatalystnetwork.com to learn more and connect with Julie to find out if you're an ideal candidate. And please let her know that I sent you. Welcome back to another episode of Grit and Grace, where we are in 2020. And the first quarter of 2020, for many of you, as you know, this has been a different time. It has been a lot of change, a lot of pivoting, a lot of handling things that a lot of us haven't really had to consider before in our businesses or in our careers or even in our life. And my goal on Grit and Grace in the next short period of time is to bring you relevant information to help you manage what it is that you're facing. And Today's guest is Megan Conter. She is the mistress of marketing and the founder of The Dame. So Megan, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Me too. I I really wanted to bring you back and you've been on the show several times. So people that love Megan as much as I do, go back and listen to her other shows. But what brought me to wanting to do this podcast now was a post that you had made on social media. And I don't recall which platform, LinkedIn. but you made a con... It was LinkedIn. And, and you made a comment about just saying, people, stop. Stop your canned ads, your canned posts right now because it's not relevant. And it really kind of took me aback because I thought, you know what? Just the day before that, I had been scrolling and I saw like a bunch of regular posts and ads for things. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to see that right now. Like, mm -hmm. how can I even think about that right now? And yet, as from the entrepreneurial side or the business side, I understand we still need to keep our businesses moving forward. So I found this to be a really interesting topic, and I wanted you to come on and talk a little bit about how to how to navigate marketing, being virtually connected, all of these different topics, which I know you are an expert at. So I really am grateful that you're here. Absolutely, me too. And to it's so funny. The other night, I've decided that I'm I need to have some creative outlets during all of this. So my creative outlet choice currently has been Canva. And I've always used Canva for creating images and things. But you've seen everyone's seen that 
entrepreneur graphic in the day of a life of an entrepreneur where it's the up and down spikes and it's like, I've got this, man, I hate this. I've got this. Whoa, I suck at this. You know, it's this up and down. And I created a before and an after graphic, one which was the day in the life of an entrepreneur before March 2020 and during March 2020. And the during graphic is just this crazy chaotic uh roller coaster and it's a lot of expletives and just like holy cow there's one point where it's like oh, take a deep breath and it's just you know this crazy roller coaster because everything has shifted in our lives and we have to really pay attention to that and so that's where you know that's where this whole thing came in for me i kept seeing same thing as you i kept seeing canned social media and having been an expert in social media starting in 2009 that just makes my skin crawl it's it's a, a sure sign that social media isn't being used correctly and I remember back in 2009 when I was educating people on how do you do social media, the first thing I always said was, you've got to be relevant to your target market where they are right now. And so, you know, stopping the canned content and old automation sequences to readapt everything for what's going on right now. And if anything, the canned content right now should be the last thing you even think about. It should be very relevant to what's happening right now and not propagating the problem, not propagating the issue. I try not to even use, I'm just calling it the Voldemort seeks uh, situation. Um, I'm not even trying to use the word because I, in my sense, it energetically keeps bringing it back up. And so if we can stop using the word, that that might help us as well. But really readapting for for what's happening right now and thinking about even right now, there are so many people who are at home who are subscribing to your email list, who are downloading your free gifts. What's your nurture sequence look like? Is it old and outdated? And should you potentially in these next couple of months go back in and rewrite your nurture sequence so that you've got appropriate things going out for new people that are subscribing to your list because they have the time on their hands to do that? Okay, so I want to just like recap that. So the first thing we want to do is just stop, like stop your automated sequences, stop your automated ads, anything that you've pre-planned out for the whole year, just put it on pause. For Correct. And the second thing that you said that I thought was really important is know your audience. Yeah, let's right? talk about that too, a okay. little bit more. But if yeah, so really, the first job that you have is to pause and reflect on your target audience who they are, where they're at mentally, emotionally right now. And really put yourself in their shoes. Visualize yourself. Close your eyes and get yourself to that place where you can actually feel what they are feeling. And you can, you know, emotionally detached, but you can, you can, what is the word that I can't think of? You can sympathize with them. You can really feel what they're dealing with. And then ask yourself, what do they need most right now? And how can I support them best? Mm. So an example of this, my client is the Divorce Resource Center of Colorado. And, you know, normally a lot of their content is focused on creating peaceful resolution in divorce because they are divorce mediators and divorce financial analy uh, analysts. And so, you know, right now, 
couples aren't getting divorced because there's so much uncertainty and it would be insensitive to have the content be about that. So when you look at the target audience that we at DRCC, they already know so much about, what else is it that they their clients need to know right now that was going to help them, that's going to benefit them? So how can we produce more content that's related to keeping a positive household for your kids during and this like period of time? And like lines of communication time? staying open. Like exactly. Out, out of the box things that's relevant to the times, relevant to their, their constituents, their audience. Exactly. And in general, with social media, with content creation of all kinds, you have to think about your target audience as being a whole being. They don't just think about whatever it is that you're selling 24-7. They don't just think about marketing. They don't just think about sales. They don't just think about widgets or stickers or water bottles, whatever. They have whole lives outside of what it is that you are trying to sell, and you'd be much better served in creating quality content that addresses the needs of your target audience as a whole than just trying to sell your stuff. That's not the point of content creation. I think that's so important because that actually has like a ripple effect. I just visually saw that when you think about your, when you think about your client as a whole, you start to think about, oh, that means that there are people out there that are facing a lot of challenges in their home life with having kids at home, not just working from home, but having kids at home or potentially having partners that have lost jobs or all kinds of different aspects of things that could be going on, may or may not. But even just thinking about that as a whole, that is a game changer. So, and I haven't thought about it like that as of yet. So that is really good advice, Megan. Yeah. And just think about the, on top of that, the anxiety and what people are dealing with in terms of their spatial constraints and their their need for human contact if they're extroverted. There's so many different things to consider. There's never a shortage of quality content that can be produced. There is a plethora of crappy content that can be produced. And just mm. like if anything, I hope that this shows companies and people to stop putting out crud and really think about your business and think about what your goals are and think about your target audience and how you can best help them. Because social media was never meant to be just a repository for crud. Right. So that almost feels to me like it's time to do some some stopping of the hard selling yeah. and creating more avenues for impact. And, and you know, whether, whether or not you should be doing that anyway is a different conversation. But I really feel like that. And there's a couple of companies that I know of that I have come to my mind that I know are still selling their product like they normally would sell their product. And I realize that if they were to switch if they were to switch that around to the values they have as a company and how they treat their employees and their communities, as opposed to even trying to sell their product right now, mm-hmm. people would be much more, you know, recipient to that now. And in the future, they'll remember that they were doing something great as opposed to just trying to sell. Because the thing is, is that I understand from the company perspective that they still need sales because they're in a panic mode. So I, I mean, I kind of see that feeling that has been building like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? But on the other hand, it's not going to help you because it's not going to move the needle at this time. And by no means are you or I saying that you should stop selling during this period of time. It's just about re-strategizing and rethinking how can I provide value right now. That's I've seen so much amazing, so many amazing things happening in the in the entrepreneurial space where people are saying, I'm I'm open for calls. Let's talk. Let's get you through these times. Let's, you know, let's have webinars to educate people on how to do things through Zoom. Let's have 
let's produce content that is going to benefit the greater good and is going to help people where they're at right now. That's the content that we want to see. That's the, you know, that's the helpful stuff that if you provide value to a potential client or a potential market, it's, and you have something to sell, you're going to be able to sell it to the right people just by being someone who are a company that delivers value during this kind of time, not shoving your product down people's throats in the same way that you've been doing it for a while. It's not the same market right now. Right. And I think that the question that I see coming from that is if people have not already done any marketing around, you know, how can you provide value as of yet? And now they need to make this massive pivot. How do you suggest they do that? How do they figure that out if they haven't done it? I mean, of course they can call you, but I'm just saying like, there's one Megan, (laughs) there's a lot of, there's a lot of this happening. So how can people, how can they find the path that they need to, to reevaluate or even have somebody on the outside look in and give them honest feedback? Because it's really hard sometimes internally to make this shift. Yeah. I mean, I think, a few things go into that question, which is if you don't have a strong branding and marketing foundation that you're building from, that's the first place that you need to start. You need to really identify your vision, values, and mission and where you're headed. You need to know what your goals are. You need to know what your goals are and despite what the current economic situation is. What are your goals for this company as a whole? Then you need to understand who your target audience is and what their unique needs are. You need to understand what makes you different from your competition and be able to say that in ways that aren't just, uh, you know, you tooting your own horn or your company's horn, but in a way that really impacts your target audience and connects them to your solutions. And then you need to figure out in the current world, is my model the best model for what is happening right now and what's going to happen after this whole situation. And once you've sort of understood what your foundation is, I would say the first place to start is with story. And a a great book that I would suggest is called Stories That Stick. And Kendra Hall is the author. And she just does a phenomenal job in this book of helping Companies and individuals understand the power of story and how to communicate things like the founder's story and doing that in a way that attracts the the audience. But story is a great way of creating connection and creating rapport that if you're beginning or if you're already, if you've been creating content all the way along, can really help you, like I said, connect with your audience, connect with people in a meaningful way. Well, I really like that idea because I think that Right now, there is the opportunity for a lot of companies, whether you're small, medium, or large, to just regroup, take a pause, and brainstorm this. So so take your brand and marketing foundation that you have, or if you don't have it, but or shift into the stories that you can share that have meaning and impact and, and truly what it is that you want to do in the world with the work that you bring and start to create new messaging. But this, this is going to take some work. So if, uh-huh. if those of you listening, if you haven't done that yet, set yourself some time aside to do it, maybe a half day or a day with your team or yourself or whoever you work with, like put, bring everybody together and just say, okay, we need to make a shift. Let's, let's brainstorm and connect. And, and that process to me is going to involve letting go of all the fear of what's happening in everybody's lives, like trying to put that aside, create a safe little container where these conversations can be had. And I I truly believe that in a short period of time, if people follow these steps that you're outlining, they're going to be able to find a way to create content that still still allows them to be in touch with their audience, right? Mm Because people are, they have an audience in most cases, 
still allowing them to stay in touch, but in a way that feels so much more relevant. And listen, I can tell you for sure, the other thing that's going to happen for businesses that do this, they are going to feel better. They are going to feel like they are creating a solution in this very problematic time. So that I think that that's going to be twofold. And there's a a book that I also wanted to recommend if you haven't done the work on your own brand and marketing foundation. Um, It's called The Brand Mapping Strategy, and it's by Karen... Tiber Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D. It's available on Amazon. Um, and if not, you can go back to her as a seller and she'll add more books, hopefully, or she can ship it to you directly. But it's an excellent book that walks you through. So if you haven't spent the time on building that foundation, that would be a great place to start. Mm, great. Something else that is on my heart that I would love to open up the conversation around if you're open to it is really realigning with our big picture vision because I think what happens and I got this vision which I'll do my best to describe auditorily yesterday when I was on the phone with a client who's when I started talking to her you know her head was down and she was crying and she was just really in a bad place and so what I I helped her do throughout our conversation was You know, I had her put her hand next to her eyes and just kind of mirror where her gaze was with her hand and notice that she had had her head down for a good part of the beginning of our conversation. And as we kept talking, her gaze started going up. And so therefore her hand went up with her gaze and she was able to look at the horizon much more easily by the end of the conversation. And what we did in order to get to that place is what can be difficult for those who are either very action oriented or those who are very people oriented is, or who are empaths is that we start feeling the weight of the world and we start feeling the weight of our clients. And not only now are we, you know, trying to keep ourselves going and our businesses going, but we're also feeling personal, personally responsible for the happiness and well-being of our clients and our our the people that we serve. And that can be a large responsibility for any of us. And so we tend to get into the minutiae. We tend to just become uh, busy to create tasks and to do things. But what can be really difficult for visionaries and those who are leading companies and empaths during this time is if you don't take that time to really go back and get clear on what is it that I am focused on? What is my big picture vision? Where am I headed toward with the work that I'm doing? Why did I create this company? What is the purpose of my company? And so with this client that I was talking about, we really just looked at what what are those elements of your vision that you're working towards? So for one, for her, it's to really um, increase the economic abilities of Northern Colorado. And another one is to be able to employ many people in that area so that they have gainful employment. And so we looked at those things and then we said, okay, what are some actions that you can take daily that are going to help you feel like you're moving the needle toward that vision, no matter how small it might feel. And another one is to, you know, really help women in her community feel like they're making an impact. So we came up with several ideas where she could write a card, she could send an email, she could send a LinkedIn post to various people, her employees, to her, or of course working remotely, to her clients, to her people in her community to help them remember the things that they are doing right now. And so those actions for her 
I could just watch her head as, you know, her eyes and her gaze went back up to the horizon of where she's headed. And I told her she's got to remove those tasks that aren't going to help her get toward that vision because chances are it's just actions that we're taking that aren't going to really do much during this period of time. And not to mention, she has plenty of employees to delegate that to who are executors who are great at executing those uh, those details. So it's a great thing for her employees to be doing that work during this time. But it's really important for everyone that whatever your big picture purpose is or your vision is, that you have that in front of you on a daily basis. And you're maybe even visualizing your your outcome on a daily basis for five minutes a day. We all have that time. It's crucial right now. I mean, wow. First of all, that is absolutely amazing. That is such a good thought process to go through because you know what? We are feeling the weight. It's like I could visualize this weight that especially people that are in the visionary role with their business or their company, because right now everything we thought how it was going to be is not being that way. And we don't, to the truth is we don't know what's going to be on the other side of this. It might be something a totally different that we haven't faced before. And that can create a lot of chaos in there. And I want to talk about empaths secondly, but I do think that the thought of letting go of what you knew, like that's a, that's like a process of letting go. It's almost like you have to shed those layers a little bit Mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't know if you know this, Megan, and I probably told you earlier, but I've been recording some different meditations and breathing exercises on this show that will be coming out. And they're very practical, grounded ways of just like recentering your focus because you know what? We, ha- we have to shed some stuff to allow yes. new creativity to come in. And that's what I love about visionaries though, is they are usually very adaptable to thinking creatively outside of the box, Definitely. but you can't do that when you're weighed down. Like when you're feeling crushed, no. your, you know, your creativity is not flowing. And so, and, and even if you can only, you know, shed the weight for a couple of hours a day to get into your creativity, you'll start to feel some things like what you brought out of your client. You brought out some tendrils of things that she could focus on that took away some of that like ultimate stress that we're carrying. And I think that that's brilliant. Yeah. And then the second, lighter we can feel, the better. <laughs> yeah. But that's when the create, that's the only way we can get into flow, especially totally. as creatives or visionaries or people that are making major decisions for their company. You have to have some free flow to be able to make good decisions. And um, so I, I really appreciate that. So if people are struggling finding ways to shed some of those layers and, you know, you're not, you don't have a Megan on the phone with you every day, um, you know, you need a practice. You need a practice to center yourself. And then that brings me secondarily into the empaths question. I'm going to tell you a funny story and I, I have told this on a previous episode, but people that feel deeply right now, it is like, it is like, electric like it is like and not not always maybe it's like electrocuted sometimes not always electric right and I I have told several people that have had a lot of struggles around you know grocery shopping or being around this large group of people because and it's not because being around people it's the energy that everybody's feeling collectively at the same time totally think about like what 7.5 billion people on the planet right now are feeling fear and so you just have to go out into a public place and and you're you know if you have any sensitivity you're going to feel that so I laugh because I am I am the woman at the grocery store that is standing in the aisles, like stopping. If I feel it, if I start to feel it, because I feel things deeply, if I start to feel it, I close my eyes. Yeah. I take a few deep breaths right in the middle of the lane. I don't care if I'm blocking anybody. And I just realign myself back to myself. And it's not that I'm trying to avoid the feeling. No. It's that I know it needs to move through me. It needs to just, it just needs to pass through. And I think that that is the case in business as well. 
in my business, a lot of things have changed. You know, the way that I'm doing different work, different projects, everything has shifted. And so I do the same thing at home. Like I, I just take a few minutes and I, I think a cycle of 10 right now is really pertinent. Mm -hmm. I think taking time to do 10 breaths in a breathing cycle in any moment or before you make any decision or before you get on a call or before you record a podcast with the lovely Megan, like I am, (laughs) like just do that process and allow yourself to let things move through you. And I, I, that energy flow, especially for empaths, for those of you listening, if you have not created a practice regularly right now to let the energy of the earth and the people like move through you, it's, it's, it can be crushing if you don't do that. Can we talk about that? Just a couple of concrete ideas for them real quickly. For empaths or for the business? I I would say for empaths, but I would also say for business owners, for people who are still working and yeah, people who are still working, let's just say that. Because I think if we don't all have a lighter feeling and an open conduit, we aren't going to be able to do this very for very long. We're going to cause ourselves stress and make our immune systems more susceptible to any of the things that could go wrong. So, I mean, I think that it's really important that whether whether you are the leader or you are someone who's an employee who's trying to keep things going, that every day you're at least once going within and getting connected to your source. You're spending some time every day in meditation, in peaceful, loving energy. And if you're somebody who says, I can't meditate, you know, give it a try. Give the five to 10 minute um, headspace app exercises or in uh, insight timer or the calm app. Give some of those things a try for five to 10 minutes in the morning and five to 10 minutes in the afternoon, because it's really, it will change your world and it will change your life. And if you are someone who knows that that's part of your practice, but have let it go because of what's going on, it's now even more important than before. Um, give yourself some time to journal for about at least five minutes, 10 minutes a day so that you can get all of your emotions and your thoughts out on paper. It's a great way to process those thoughts and love on yourself and those around you and make sure that your self-love practice is at the top of its game. A great way of starting with that, if you're not sure, is called mirror work. And so you can go Google that. And it's basically a process of affirmations and gratitude, looking at yourself in the eyes in the mirror, which can be really weird at first, but um, it's extremely powerful and getting hugs from your family or just allowing yourself to cuddle with yourself if you're at home alone. I know that sounds weird too, but we, we have ways of getting through these things so that we can regulate our nervous systems and do things proactively to really just regulate and be in a, a positive open flow state. And make sure that you're feeling your feelings throughout all of this and not repressing things. Um, Being with them, like Haverly said, closing your eyes and just taking some deep breaths and feeling those things. Because the truth of it is, most feelings and emotions pass within 90 seconds. We just have to allow ourselves to feel them. Not numb ourselves, but Yeah, and no judgment. No no No. judgment of your feelings. No, no, no no judgment. Hell no. I am I'm I'm over here chuckling a little. You're probably wondering why is Tom really like laughing back there? We just this is what I love about you, Megan. We just went from talking about branding and marketing. And we're talking about like business tactics on how to handle what you're producing in content online during these changing times, (laughs) all the way to talking about like how to meditate and breath work and journaling and self love and cuddling with yourself. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is why I love you. You have all of these different aspects that are so, so powerful. And, and I know, Megan, I just have to give you a kudos because I know sometimes it's not easy for us that work in professional fields to like merge our spirituality and our beliefs to that. But you know what? I, I want to tell you that I honestly believe what I've seen happening with my audience on this show and in my networks is all those barriers between the two have gone out the window. Yes. Because you know what? What used to really matter to us a couple of months ago seems to not matter quite so much at this moment, right? I mean, exactly. our business matters, our families matter. But beyond that, there's they're created this void of what used to matter that I see so many people filling it in with asking the question is, isn't there more? Yeah. Like, how, how do I how do I navigate this? And what am I here for? And what's my purpose? And I'm like, I am if there's anything I'll be thankful for all this change, it's that it allowed stuff that didn't really matter to go and left a void where people started asking questions. And I love that you brought up journaling. <laughs> I love I love that because I can tell you in the last couple of weeks alone, I've had several conversations with people who have never journaled in their life and they're asking how to do it. Mm. I'm like, this is this is remarkable that there is some shift in personal growth that I think is pretty much happening to everyone. On some level, they're feeling that, huh, Wow, life just changed. Everything yeah. that mattered doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter anymore. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's been with me on my heart the entire time since I created the Dames that I would not allow personal and professional to be separate. I was going to keep them together and that it's my belief and we've shown it over and over again through the Dames that if you're not working on yourself personally, it's it's going to somehow cause issue in your life professionally. And we all as leaders owe it to ourselves, but we owe it to the people that we lead to be working on ourselves and that our spiritual, our personal and our spiritual growth journey is the most important thing to each and every one of us. And I totally agree that I think that this is showing everyone that if if you're not tuning out to what's happening really beneath the surface of all of the stuff, uh, you know, of all the noise, if you're not tuning into that, and you, I would invite you to tune into that, and really just realize that this is a call to action, a call to, actually, it's a call to calm, it's a call to inaction too, for us to go deep inside and really remember the things that are most important to us. And that yes, Taverly, I've been a courageous person who's talked about being an intuitive in business since, you know, I want to say like since 2015 or so when I realized that my value is not in what I do, but who I be. And that has been a really amazing journey for me that I love to share with others because I think it's so important that we don't feel like a separate being that's divided in half because that's just exhausting and unempowering and uninspiring. Mm. Yeah, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. So you brought up the dames, which I would love to talk about. And I, I just want to recap again, this idea of looking at how you're delivering content, why you're delivering content, how to dive into it. Like you've given good steps on how people can navigate to get to a place where they're producing content that is aligned with their brand and their marketing and is also, you know, really looking at asking the question on how to provide value right now. So I think that that's really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. And I know that you do that in your business, right? And, you know, you have a, a marketing firm and it's, I mean, I call you the mistress of marketing, but is that yep. actually the name of your company? It's, I'm it's like, 
It's yeah, I am the mistress of marketing and that's really, I'm working one-on-one with clients to really help them catapult their, Mm -hmm. their businesses to the next level. So for me, the name is unimportant. It's about the, what I'm doing to help them. Right. That is very true. But then you also have another big role that you fill. And because you brought it up, I think it's the perfect time for us to talk about that, which is the dames. Yes. And that is where I first met you, I think. Yep. Uh, Oh yeah, for sure. We got into, no, we met through women's entrepreneurship day. We did. And, and the dames is amazing. And I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about the dames. And then more importantly, I want to go into how you guys have already mastered, you know, connecting virtually, because before this happened, that was already one of your top, you know, your, your top I want to say deliverables mm-hmm. of this group because it's such high performing high performing women that are participating. Yeah, that y'all, we don't got time to go like drive four hours and hang out for four hours. It's 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 very effectively run, and now people can model what you have been doing for a long time. So let's hear about the names, and then let's talk about the virtual side of it. Definitely. So the the honest to god truth is that my focus really is on the dames now so the work that i do in marketing is sort of secondary and and for clients who are perfectly ideal because i have a big big vision with the dames and so to be honest i took the model that i've been training people in through my marketing and branding business for the last 6 years and i applied it directly to create the dames And I got ultimately clear in the very beginning on what my top values were, on what my big picture vision and mission are, and started laying the building blocks from the first event that we had, Denver Dames event that we had back in 2015. And I looked at it and I said, all right, fun and love are my top two values. So that has to be infused in everything that we do. Our mission is to get more women to the million dollar mark and more women into the C-suite. And, you know, we're doing that through a big picture vision of creating connection through fun and love. And so that has been my my trajectory the entire time and what has kept me moving forward. And so from the very first event where we had, you know, a comedian in the room who helped us break open and connect more authentically to the Dame of Influence Award honoring a woman running a seven-figure business, that is still present in each one of our events in our chapters that are growing up and popping up around the country. And in that sense, when we when I looked at things in 2017, after the Dames had grown so much here in Denver, I knew that this needed to be international. And in meditation, I had this very, very clear vision that I still visualize every single day of us having chapters all around the world and impacting millions of women who are there to laugh, learn, and grow together. And I have this very specific picture of me standing on a stage in a huge amphitheater in France where we're, you know, we're having events and that is my guiding light. So from that very beginning and then in 2017 when we rebranded as the Dames and I created the online membership and we started launching other chapters in other cities and other places, I built this on the needs of our target audience. So we are we exist to bring more women to that seven-figure mark. So we are a community of six-figure women women running six-figure businesses and seven-figure businesses. And we are a community dedicated to women who are in director and VP roles who are moving up toward the C-suite. And we bring those women who are have been there, done that in successful roles as women running their own seven-figure businesses or women as in CEO roles of larger companies who come together and help us, who mentor us and really show us in a way 
that is very practical, that it can be done. And once we can see it, we can actually believe it and then we can do it ourselves. So everything that I've created has been based on the mar- the marketing principles that I was teaching for years, knowing that we had to have something that was very different and authentic, and we had to brand ourselves in a way that would position us as being collaborators with all of the other women's groups out there. We have been referring business to all the other groups around the country ever since day one, because I believe that women need to be part of multiple networks and that we all have our lane. And when we stick to our lane, there's plenty of business to be referred to other lanes where we are not right, serving. That's, that's where you, you are a big component of collaboration over competition. And you, know, you taught me a lot early on about creating power partnerships and, and supporting women in ways because it's funny that we all might work in the same or similar industry, but we all do things very differently. And there is Absolutely. enough room for both. So I, I really honor that about you. Absolutely. It's ultimately important in any business to realize that. So um, it's just very cool that I've been able to build the dames based on everything that I've been teaching for so long. And marrying that with the fact that I am an intuitive and I sit and meditate and every big shift, every big launch, every big thing that I have done in the dames has come to me through a very connected meditation process that Mm -hmm. I do. And it all comes through and it's very clear and there's no feeling of should I do this or should I not? It's always been, I have a very clear vision of what I'm creating and I have a team to help me execute it and we execute it and it works because it's all in alignment. And so really that's what got me into the virtual world to, you know, kind of bridge into that conversation where I, I knew that in order for us to get more women to these greater heights that we needed to be looking beyond our local markets and looking at a national world, look at it, looking at our nation, but looking at and also looking even farther at our globe. Globe, yeah. And how do we really connect and learn from women who are in, you know, in Europe, in South America, in Australia? How do we create this amazing community and support network for ourselves? Because I've watched it in action where collaborations are happening between women who are you know, someone who's in Australia with someone who's in Madison, Wisconsin, collaborating on a project and blowing things up because it's just the electricity that gets created with ideas that are coming from such different cultures and such different ideologies. Um, You can see in my face how much this gets me lit up. But I knew that early on, I saw this vision of just connections happening all across the globe and the importance of teaching women how virtual connection is just as important as in-person connection. And you and I could geek out on this topic all day Mm -hmm. long, but energy is energy. And we are able to transmute and transmit energy through Zoom, through the eye of this Cyclops video camera here, (laughs) just as we can, not in maybe the same level of intensity, but just as we can one-on-one. And so I've been teaching people since the beginning through our virtual happy hours, through our trainings, through our one-on-one encouragement of one-on-ones with our collaborators, that you can build relationships and build rapport this way. Just and it's it's crucial. It's it's a must. Hmm. And you know, there's a part of that too that is is so per 
so apparent when you attend or participate in any of the events, which is that it's almost like you've created a, a, a network of peers. Mm-hmm. Um, because one thing that is really difficult for entrepreneurs that reach the six and seven figure areas is that we can feel isolated mm-hmm. in our work, right? We don't we don't necessarily have our counterpart within our company. We don't have it used often in our family. It's not necessarily our neighbors, right? We are because the percentages are low that you bring together a group that can actually share some of the pains, knowledge, success of what it's like to be in that stage. And I think that having peers when we are growing and launching and wanting to go somewhere that we haven't been before, it, it gives you that it gives you that template. It's it's like, you know, I, I often say that we can't we can't be something that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And especially in women in C-suite positions and companies, you know, I've done some work with a couple of different businesses that are looking to advance more women into that C-suite role. And they've right. asked me that question, like, you know, Taver Lee, you talk to women on your podcast, like hundreds and hundreds of them, like, why are they not applying for these jobs? And I asked them, like, what what examples or mentors or groups they have to work with where they can see that that's possible? And it's often this big, like, very shocking, you know, idea to think that they don't have any examples to set. So that's one of the things that I love about the dames the most is it, is it gives you very clear vision on what's possible Mm. on what's possible. And, 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 and then the education piece is so huge. Yeah. And I was just on the phone with a member earlier today, who's uh, a exec in a large corporation that just got gobbled up by another corporation. So she's one of 3,000 employees now, and she's an employee for the first time in a very long time. And, you know, she was saying, when I look up the ladder, there are no women up above me. How is that mm-hmm. possible for me to be inspired? How, how would I want to stay where I am when that is the trajectory what, that I'm looking at? And so what the dames can provide is looking at across at a different industry where the women are in higher up roles and how you can learn from them and how you can be mentored by them because that could help you make your next move that could help you get into a company that's going to support you um there's you know it's it's so cool to see what happens when you look outside of your local company or your local industry or you know whatever the case may be to start connecting with and finding commonality with and like you said problem solving and you know celebrating successes with women who are at and above your level there's just so much magic that happens and in, in that exploration and in that collaboration it's a beautiful thing you've done, my friend. Beautiful Thank you. thing. I'm so proud to be a part of it. I'm proud to know what you do and see you on this journey, watching you go not just national, but international. Yes. Woman, I am on this ride with you. Yes. <laughs> I will come to Paris and when you're on stage and I will record your event live and turn it into the best podcast ever. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure I would fit in your suitcase if oh, you had yeah. an extra well, large one. <laughs> Forget that. You're going to have the seat next to me. How about that? Yay. Yay. That's even better. Way better. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about what's coming up. Um, I, I first now want to stop and let everybody know to find out more information, go to the dames.co and you can find out all the information on how to get in touch with Megan and more about any of the virtual events, how to become a member. Um, but what else is coming up? What can people look forward to? Yeah. So On April 8th, we are creating a global Dames Extravaganza event, which is a virtual event, of course. And And it's global. It's global. Anyone from, you know, women from all over the globe will be joining in. So you can find out more about that at thedames.co forward slash virtual event. And we're going to have two comedians and a humor forward speaker to help us 
get out of the cabin fever feeling, <laughs> as I'm lovingly saying. And I was going to say, this is, I haven't heard you use any other voices today. Do you know, I think this is the first time we've recorded a podcast where you haven't. Oh dear. Well, I've got to change that right away now, don't I? That, that just can't work. I've got to have an accent of some kind. It's just Yay. not going to work any other way. So please, if you're, if you're in England or if you're in Australia, would you please join us for this upcoming Dames Extravaganza global event? Because we'd love to have you and you will be entertained, you will be inspired, you will be educated, and you will leave that two-hour event feeling like you could take on the world or at least find some old toilet paper. Oh my gosh, that just made my whole day. I'm, in, I'm back here dancing. Woo, woo, woo. That was amazing. Gosh, I love that. No problem, honey. I'll do it for you anytime you want. Thank you. You bet. <laughs> all right. So April 8th, they can find all the information on dames, the, the dames.co forward slash virtual event. Correct. And that sounds really exciting. A good way to maybe change things up in the day because I know that a lot of us are already spending a lot of time on our computers. So now it's the chance you can jump in and have some fun. Yeah. Do some learning and also feel connected to women around the globe that are doing similar style work to stay aligned and keep moving our business forward even during these challenging times. Absolutely. Indeed. And Megan, is there any social media handles that you would like people to find you? Yes. So on Facebook, look for the Dames Co. Uh, same with Instagram. And you can find us on LinkedIn at the Dames LLC. And you're welcome to connect with me as well. I'm Megan Conter and the spelling of my name will be in the show notes because it's different. But I love connecting with people all over the globe. So please reach out, introduce yourself. I would love to get to know you and have a Zoom call with you and connect you to those people in your world who could make a difference. Because that's and she what... might even come as an English woman or an Australian woman that day. I mean, you never know who you're going to get when you hop oh, on a call with Megan. I could even come as your person from the Bronx. You just don't know what kind of personality you're going to get that day. It, it just depends on my current mood. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I will put all of these links in the show notes so people know where to find you. And Megan, thank you so much for bringing your expertise and wisdom to really help people think about how to handle the content they're producing for their branding and for their sales and for their marketing right now at this time. And also to for going into that deep place to talk about how empaths can manage life and not just empaths, but anyone really how to manage what you're going through and how to stay aligned with such good tools that you provided and all the work you do at the dames bringing women together it's amazing so thank you so much for joining us thank you Tarly. Thank you, my friends. We are really glad that you joined us for another show. We know that right now our time is really precious and we really honor the fact that you just spent an hour of it with us. So thank you for joining us and tune back. We will be here soon. you enjoyed the show. Hi, my name is Les Conley, and as producer of this show, I enjoy listening right along with you. 
Don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow Grit and Grace so that we can keep you up to date on all the exciting shows coming your way. Please check the show notes for links to our guests and feel free to contact us for more information. Taver Lee is a social impact entrepreneur and she can be found at taverlee.com. That's T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E.com. We know your time is extremely valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Thank you.